it's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab some wine and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping and a girls' night all wrapped up into one. Brennan, what is the last oh, name? Oh my gosh, I don't know. wow. <laughs> I need to switch it on that website, I think. Oh, hey, well, hey there, Jeannie. It's I'm not official sure. yet. Oh. I never changed it. We need yet. to get on that. Then. Well, I can't. Okay, so mm. this is total Shoot. side note, everyone, <laughs> but... I have this military passport that took like the amount of hoops I had to jump through to get this military passport. It has Pappas on it. If I change my last name, then this pap- passport's going to be wrong and I'm going to have to get another passport. And that that's a process is a whole thing. So until we're out of Japan, I'm Pappas officially, illegally I am. Then I'll leave it. I'll leave it on the website. <laughs> we want to be truthful. I postponed getting my name changed for the longest time because it's one of those things that you think is going to be much harder than it really is. <laughs> or like much more difficult than it really is. So whenever I ran into problems like that, where I was like, oh crap, which last name did I give them? My excuse for like an entire year straight was, oh, well, I just got married. Like, I'm so sorry. And they're like, oh, congrats. And I'm like, yeah, we're a year in. This is not true. I feel terrible. Actually, I know what you mean. And I never say that because I don't feel like having a conversation. Oh. So unsocial of me. I just like yeah, don't get is. into conversations because I'm like, well, none of their business. They don't actually care. Um, <laughs> this is true. That's true. Because like here in Kentucky, I think I'm really conscious of it because here in Kentucky, it's like everyone wants to tell you about everything. And they're so off topic. Like I was checking out at Goodwill the other day and she's like, oh, my granddaughter loves this color. Last time I was here, I got her this item and that item and that item all in this color. And then she didn't like it. And then I ended up getting her this bounce. And I'm like, just check me out. I don't, it's, I don't, I honestly, I'm sorry. Like, cool. I'm not trying to be a brat, but like this, I need you to check this out and I'm going. So like, I don't need your whole life story. I just need the service that you're here to provide. So meanwhile, meanwhile, I'm like, oh, and tell me your daughter's name. Maybe she'll, (laughs) it just shows how little I get out of the house and talk to other people. So I'm like, okay, let's have a full on conversation. Maybe that woman is in the same boat as me too, too. Okay. Well, if I was getting my nails done, I would have a conversation, you know, but if it's like you're at a register, just trying to check out and there's people behind you, it's like, read the room. Yeah. That, that, okay. I agree with you on that. Cause it's like, okay, we're holding everyone up and then you try to speed it along, but then you feel Uh bad for cutting your short on her convo and yeah. Yeah. Or like the, the, I was getting a gutter guard, like quotes for, I'm such, this feels like such an adult, like whatever, but I was getting quotes for gutter guards, you know, like the gutter outside or whatever, because we have trees and I know I'm, I assume the gutters are like nailed with a ton of trees and probably not draining properly, Mm -hmm. but, um, I was getting quotes and like on the phone, everyone's like so off topic. I'm like, I'm just, I'm waiting for, I just need an estimate here. I don't need to know about 
like why Jimmy, the guy that is going to go like, look at my gutters can't cause it's his daughter's birthday. Like I don't, I just tell me when he can come. <laughs> oh my gosh. So is that like a, a it would never thing? happen in DC or Chicago. Oh, no, never. Yeah. It's such a Southern thing. These people are so nice, but it's like to a fault almost, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Except I guess I will I say, know. I don't know if this is how it is in Kentucky, but like drive-throughs here, people are not friendly or personal or anything. They're just like, yeah, here's your meal, bye. And like, they don't even look you in the eyes. Like that's how low the standard is for drive-throughs here. And I don't know, maybe just because we lived in California where people are like, oh my gosh, what's your name? Oh yeah, I'll be right back with your order. What's your pronoun? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but Avery like it's Avery one of Avery's biggest pet peeves when moving here he's like he didn't even look me in the eyes like what what is this <laughs> I don't know I don't know no it's just people so are nice people will look at you ask you five questions do you want this size straw that size straw how many packets of whatever do you need do you want yeah, are you sure you don't want to sure. try this sauce oh really you like that sauce better oh okay <laughs> could go on and on and on she's like I have my own salt I have my own sauce just give me my food I'm leaving <laughs> I I'm a condiment queen so just hand over the food and we'll be good to go <laughs> <laughs> exactly oh my gosh but you know I'm complaining about people being nice so I yeah. sound like a brat what a world way. we live in yeah either way I this is a bad look so <laughs> this is a bad look <laughs> way to take one for the team typically I feel like the bad looks are for me so Really appreciate the balancing out here. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, what's your heck yes? My heck yes is Avery and I's marriage right now. It's so, um, it's just so consistently peaceful and joyful right now. And like we both, like I feel like when I hear him talk, I'm like seriously soaking it in and I'm like, I'm listening and focused. And then when he wants to hang out with me, it's like not because it's date night and I've scheduled the babysitter and gotten us a date night somewhere. Like it's cause we just want to hang out with each other right. and we're both, we're both like learning new things. And right now we're learning all about stoicism, which is really interesting to me. And then Avery's just share. Well, I say I'm learning about it. Avery's learning about it and sharing it with me because I can't just sit down and watch YouTube videos or read a book for hours on it. What end. made him interested? What was like the gateway OCS. Gateway drug into it. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Um, got it. OCS is what I think right before, right after OCS, he started learning about stoicism. OCS um, is officer training school. That yeah, was officer candidate school. He had yeah. to do it right before we came out here. Um, but a year ago. Yeah. RIP. But yeah, so we've been learning about that. We also have just been, uh, he started spiritual direction and he started leading our family um specifically in a spiritual sense like he hasn't before in our marriage and I've, yeah because of that I think I've been able to trust him more than I ever have and let him lead more than I ever have um and so that like it's just cool because you hear like okay yeah the sacraments are good for you praying's good for you letting the man lead is good for your marriage trusting your husband is good for your marriage but then when you actually do all of those things and apply all of those things it's like wow our marriage has actually never been better <laughs> yeah oh. oh huh that's so weird how that works well because yeah we can talk about it we can be inspired but are we actually taking that inspiration to application 
yeah. which brings, you know, the transformation. I feel like I'm freaking Tony Robbins over here. Use yeah. one. Inspiration, application, transformation. <laughs> Those are three really big words. Wow. People Look should hire me. you to speak. <laughs> no, I, I love that. And I mean, it all comes back to like when the man's spiritual life is thriving, the family's, the family's thriving. Yeah. No, it's true. That's what Father Crow is talking about. And then in our episode last week, when we were talking about all the different marital like nuggets of wisdom, we implemented the three things you're grateful for at the end of each night. And that's been a game changer for us because I'm a words of affirmation girl. So ending the day with words of affirmation is great for me and him hearing how I've like appreciated specific things throughout the day that he's done is good for him and so everyone is just winning right now I'm like wait I'm like waiting I'm like what's gonna happen for the ball to drop <laughs> I know, I know. Like, we need to go to confession weekly we need to go to daily mass once a week we need to <laughs> what do we do we need to, to receive, we need to receive at least three sacraments a week <laughs> yeah exactly um <laughs> What about oh, you though? I love that. Okay. So my heck yes. So we're recording this on a Tuesday and it will come out, um, a week later on a Monday, but last week I drove up to Chicago and it was just so amazing. My matron of honor, Jordan, um, and her husband, they're just two of my best friends. And I stayed with them for the weekend and she did my hair. She's also hairstyle, my hairstylist. Um, and then my little brother drove up from Indiana and he helped me clear out a storage unit. Um, and that's like another reason why I had to drove, drive up to Chicago is because I had this storage unit yeah. um, that Jordan, I now have. I guess you aren't entirely super special. <laughs> Jordan, you are really special to me. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was just so refreshing to just be with someone who just knows your whole life and you're not having yeah. to try to like explain or catch mm-hmm. up even like we don't we don't even need to catch up because we're already right. caught up with each other's lives right just can, like sit and enjoy mm-hmm. um so yeah it was it was amazing I also saw one of my other best friends Matt and Matt actually is the one who helped me drive from LA California to in yeah. a Dodge minivan <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that yeah uh-huh he like I I flew him out and I picked him up for the airport and then we packed up my van and then we drove all the way I remember like, that series yeah you you did not, not sleep y'all did not sleep no we didn't it, it was great you're psycho it was great um, okay yep mm-hmm. sure it was great <laughs> so yeah it was it was just amazing and it was so refreshing and just makes you know I'm, I'm not trying to wish away time but it does make time go by fast so no, I feel that. Yep. Yeah. And then another big thing is tomorrow I leave for the Napa conference and that's from Wednesday to Sunday and super pumped about that. It's in Napa, California. It's, it's a Catholic so conference. Jealous. I know. Actually, wait, let me just tell you guys a little bit about it. Cause some of you may want to watch the videos online. So the Napa conference is you can buy a ticket virtually or in person, but because it's happening this week and this will come out after the conference is over, yeah. you should buy a ticket virtually because you can get all of the talks 
Um, and all like the keynote sessions, they're all recorded in this on-demand library, but pretty much this is people, the people that are talking are business people and politicians are at the top of their field, but they also happen to be Catholic. And they talk about how they created this Catholic culture in their secular business. And Mm. they are literally like the definition of Catholics in the world. Um, And it's beautiful, like people that want to be Catholic, but they want to work in the world or they want to be part of like this intellectual community, whether it's like, you know, being in the business, business owners, entrepreneur or politicians, things like that. So people that are there are like, for instance, U.S. Um, attorney Bill Barr, like people like that. And they just give so much insight. And it's also yeah, I, I'm just so thrilled. I'm like jumping out of my seat, just so excited <laughs> to hear everyone talk and just connect with everyone in person. But um, like, if you want to get into, if you're someone who like wants to get into politics or wants to work in the corporate world or entrepreneurial world, whatever it is, um, and just be a Catholic light in a secular space, this is, this is for how. you. I wish I would have known about the virtual package years ago because I've been wanting right. to go for years. Um, and I just Wait, never made it so out. So this, because it'll come out after the conference, this will still give you access to everything that's talked about at the conference. Yeah, exactly. It's so nice. For and how it's much? It's 29 bucks. Are you and kidding? I know. That's and a meal out at Chick-fil-A. You can have exactly, my money, Napa. <laughs> exactly. And it, okay. And it's 25. She gave me a code. It's, you can use code heck 25 for 25% off um, off of the $29 virtual conference. So yeah, you don't have to like watch them live. They'll be recorded. And like I was saying, it's like, I'm, can I say like even more like, 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 like. um, yeah, I wish I would have known about this in the past years because I wasn't able to like afford actually going in person or like the dates didn't work out or whatever, but yeah, you can benefit so much from these people because they're doing what you want to do, who you yeah. are being, who you want to be. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll put the link in the show notes. You can take a look also type the code out, but it was so generous of them to give me a code. I was like, yeah, we're going to be, I'm going to be telling people about it. So yeah. Well, give the fact that they gave yeah. you a code and it's already less than $30. Like I know. Okay. So generous because people just need to hear this. So yeah, super pumped. Totally getting off topic at this point, but Napa Institute, they're awesome. I'm sure you, after this comes out, you will have seen me be posting all about them over the weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see the outfits. Oh yeah. I'm here for the outfits. <laughs> got the outfits. So yeah, that's my heck. Those are my two heck yeses. There's just so much going on. I'm so excited. And then, um, I am hopefully flying to Japan the following week. So yeah. Lots of good things to look forward to without like waiting time in between. That's I the know. best. It's like bam, bam, bam. Um, what's your heck? No. It's like, what? It's like, what? <laughs> bam, bam, bam. <laughs> My heck no is I was thinking about this last night, sugar as an adult, like as a kid, you know, when you would like have a sleepover with your girlfriend and you mm-hmm. would go to dollar store and like buy all of their candy and like eat all of said candy that night. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but sour gummy worms don't hit the same way that they did back then. They don't taste the same anymore. They, 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 it, it hurts me that they don't taste the same and that like just candy in general tastes kind of like crap. Like, I don't know what it is, but I'm really sad about it. 
maybe it's and a it mother doesn't thing. taste like I don't know. I was maybe say, it's it like a post-pregnancy like so... thing, you know? Okay, maybe. Because I still, still... Think it tastes good. Oh yeah, I've been popping gobs all weekend. Popping gobstoppers. Okay. okay. I just had like a calypso. I bought a calypso, one of those lemonade drinks. Never oh, heard of it. It's kind of like an off-brand, like a snapple. Oh okay, yeah. Sort of kind of thing. And it's sort of kind of thing. <laughs> and I bought one and opened it up for lunch today and took a sip and I was like, this tastes like a melted Starburst in a drink. And I hmm. looked at the ingredients on the background or on the back. Five grams. 51 grams of sugar. I was like, what? <laughs> this is not good. But it used to taste so refreshing. It did not taste refreshing today, but I was like, this, this sucks. Patrick and I don't have that. We don't have that taste bud problem. (laughs) But what I will say, it could be like your um, taste buds, your hormones, like with everything changing. That's true. Because I was posting about, I posted this picture of me sniffing Patrick's pillow. Oh, I I feel that one. I did that. Yeah, because it's the only thing in this house that is his. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously this house is his, but like that he like wore you touched. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> touched. <laughs> the DNA really? is on. Okay. And it smells just like him. And um, like the actual pillow, like not the pillowcase. I washed that. Right. Body, but like the pillow itself. And I was saying how it's just like so calming. I know it sounds weird to say, but like smelling no, like it is his pillow while falling asleep is like yeah, it just like brings me back to memories of like how we sleep, you know, and cuddle up. And someone had DM me saying that she used to love the way her husband smelled. And then after her baby, she can't stand the way her husband smells and it makes her so sad. Oh, that's, she's like, it makes me want to throw up. That's terrible. I've I never know. experienced that, but maybe, maybe that coincides with what I'm experiencing with sugar. I mean, it's not a terrible problem to have because that makes me want it less, which is not a terrible thing to have mm-hmm. happen to you but I just am like wow was that the season of like my my fun free spontaneous eat a ton of sugar in one night days are over like that's sad no one told me I didn't get a heads up and now it's just over <laughs> maybe you just need to try like a lot of different types of candy you know that doesn't sound good for me and see you to cardiac arrest <laughs> You know, like, you know, all the cool Maybe. candies that are by the register, uh, at yeah. TJ Maxx, like that checkout, it's like, oh, for May, yeah, you know? I was just thinking um, of the OGs, the trolley sour gummy worms. I was really disappointed in those. Maybe the octopus ones are better. I love you, know? you for trying to fix this problem for okay, me. Yeah. <laughs> you refuse to let me, let me go without sugar. And I appreciate it. <laughs> I wanted that. Like your faults make me feel bad about myself. <laughs> You're trying to rope me back on board with you. Oh my gosh, you selfish human being. <laughs> like before this podcast, we were talking about budgeting. And yep. like both of our both of our specific, like we we have the same problem of budgeting. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna go into it, but her problem makes me feel better about the problem. Yeah. I- I'm like, oh, it's not really a problem that CC experiences it too. Same, I'm like, oh. <laughs> Megan, she also does this. So. Yeah. yeah. That's um, terrible. <laughs> I know. We just enable each other, enablers. Yep. Okay. So that is a bummer. Heck no. Bummer. What's your bummer? Heck no. Such a bummer. Um, 
Carrie says that all the time right now. Oh, bummer. That's Wait, a bummer. Harley, that's yeah. so cute. When she uh, when she spills something or like makes a mess or something. Ah, oh, bummer. Because I'll <laughs> say it. I'll be like, oh, bummer, man. We got to clean that up now. So now she says it. it's great. Anyways, Can you please record her saying bummer? That's I will. So I have cute. to do it. Yeah. So now oh we'll, my we'll post it on our what in the dang heck page. Okay. So my heck no is... I'll just be very blunt and honest. So Patrick, he gets something called port calls. And I know I mentioned this before he went to like Guam like last month. And then, um, this, this month, well, this past weekend, he, they, uh, they sailed into Singapore and a lot of the wives that live in Japan can meet their, their husbands when they get off the boat and like explore, enjoy time with them. And it, I mean, I could have done it, but traveling from Japan to Singapore versus uh, Kentucky to Singapore is really different because <laughs> mm-hmm. like you're already in Asia. Um, and I know that's part of what I signed up for is because I'm so blessed to be able to live here while Patrick is away. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to make those port calls like the other women who stay in Japan. Yeah. So with that, that is just a heck no, even though I have control over it, like I could have been there, you know, Yeah. but it's still heck no. Cause, oh, like he, my husband's in the background of these photos mm-hmm. and I get yeah. to see him and, you know, you don't want to compare, um, and you're really, really happy for every, like, I am so happy for everyone that got to see their husband, but at the same time, yeah, it's like hard. trippy, you know? Yeah. 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 So that sucks. Yeah. It's a heck no. It's a heck yes for everyone that it's a heck yes that I get to FaceTime Patrick and everything, but it's a heck no that I just couldn't be there with him and be the one that was exploring with him. Um, right. It's heck no that like other people are getting to see him first and you aren't. Yes. Like Uh that's how it feels. Right. Right. So I'm so obviously happy for him that he gets to like you know walk around shake out his legs for a few days have a drink smell smell the land air smell the air even though i'm sure the air in the middle of the ocean is pretty clear but um it's probably better actually (laughs) okay well yeah but then again like i'm doing really fun things without him and that's just our life so yeah yeah that's how it is but yeah that's heck no heck yes i got to talk to him and um I guess that you see him soon, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. We'll see. You Best never really know. Reunion ever. I know. So yeah, with that, before we jump into all our goodie voicemails, um, Meg, you want to talk about the little Catholic? Yes, because I got a lot of compliments on it this weekend. Um, when I did the uh, anniversary trip with Avery, well local anniversary trip with Avery this weekend I wore the sacred heart earrings out for dinner the sacred heart like ray earrings they're really big and pretty they kind mm-hmm. of remind me of a monstrance as well with the way that they look they're really yeah. pretty but I got a lot of compliments on them and I was able to proudly tell them oh the little catholic which is just like obviously so catholic (laughs) but the last thing they're expecting when they see pretty jewelry right um so it was really cool to wear those and point them to our faith um in a really small like almost secular way like everyone talks about jewelry everyone wears jewelry everyone thinks jewelry is beautiful so 
Um, they gave, well, they, Priscilla, the owner of the Little Catholic, gave us code HEC20 for 20% off, which is the biggest discount any sponsor's given us thus far for their product or service. So please go take advantage of it. Um, my personal discount for them is less. <laughs> so run, don't walk. <laughs> and go shop the little Catholic with code heck two zero. Yes. Wearing two pieces of two pieces of the jewelry right now. I'm wearing four. Um, so try my life. <laughs> we're obsessed. But what you were saying, just the whole idea of, Oh, people are surprised when you're like, Oh, it's Catholic mm-hmm. because there's such this like standard that Catholics do stuff one cheaply and two, for instance, for how many, like two, three decades, all of our media stuff looked like it was produced in a basement, everything like that. And so I love even just in person surprising people. Oh, you're a devout Catholic and you're normal. Mm -hmm. And that was like, honestly, such a big reason why this podcast started because we, we wanted someone to chit chat with and listen to who had morals. And there's so many podcasts who are like, you know, morning podcasts that are just talking about pop culture, whatever, whatever's going on in life, but their morals are just so off. But I was like, but I like, like they would have cute outfits and like, Mm -hmm. you know, they're like relatable. They'd have real life problems and things that they talk about, but they also have a moral compass that's founded in truth. (laughs) Right. And that was also just the whole purpose of my Instagram starting too, is like, I Mm. just wanted to see someone who was living a normal life, like shopped at normal stores, like was able to still dress modestly and like do her hair nicely, like apply makeup, whatever it was, Mm -hmm. not look like a homely muumuu wearing woman. And (laughs) even though I look homely right now, I literally both do. (laughs) okay but we get it we get it even though I look like her right now um I'm in the confines of my own home but but no it's so true like that whole comment of like oh you're Catholic or I remember there's this one I'll never forget this I was at a bar having a drink and um I started talking to the guy like the guy next to me we were talking and anyways we were talking he asked me about my necklace and oh my gosh, it's actually a little Catholic necklace. And I was like, oh. yes, yeah, the Holy family, or maybe it was like Mary and Jesus. It was something where it was imprinted. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, oh, really? And he's like, I didn't take you as a religious type. I'm like, yeah, I'm a devout Catholic. And he was like, wow, why are you at a bar then? Oh my gosh. Like, oh, sorry. Let me go back to under my rock. I know. <laughs> I was like, you know, Jesus's first miracle was about alcohol. <laughs> Turning water into wine. <laughs> yep. Um, but anyways, also, why like, does that mean you're not allowed to go to a bar? I don't ever, never mind. Just I know, tangent. but that's the thing. That's the stigma, right? There's, there's this stereotype. Yeah. And so when you're living outside of the box, but still in such a moral, devout way, it trips people up. And that is like what we're called to I do that, is though. to like break the stereotype of being like, yeah, I can have fun. Yeah, like. I can, you know, dress nice, whatever it is. And I'm still Catholic. Right. Right. Yep. I think even watching, Avery and I just watched both of the Mass of the Ages back to back. Mm, So good. And we're even more mad now that the nearest Latin Mass is like three hours away from us. But it was cool watching those and seeing like the priests talk 
or different families um, be interviewed and talk about it and stuff and be like, wow, they seem like I would hang out with them. I would hang out Normal. with them. And I was like, suddenly I am not as turned off to the Latin mass because <laughs> these people look totally normal and like sociable and not judgmental and not, um, what did you call it? Moo wearing? Yeah. Because <laughs> well, I grew up, I grew up in the same church my whole life. I didn't know that other Catholics existed really out. Like I thought all, I don't know. It's just like when you grew up in the same church, you're not exposed to something different. You just don't know that there's different people out there, you know? Um, and at least like even all the women that there was maybe like two families that bailed in my church growing up and they just were very homely looking. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, I, I know it sounds terrible. You're judging a book by its cover, but when you're 13, you 12, when you're 13 that's when you and you're do. a girl, totally. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that I would never wear that outfit or like, yeah. You know, or you're like, like, oh, I don't want to veil because you must have to be like that to veil. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It was like, well, I have to be put into, I have to look like this if I want to be whatever, even just put veiling aside. I have to look like this or do these actions or like youth group or like actually like singing these stupid songs if I'm going to be a devout Catholic. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, no, you don't have to do any of that. What does Jesus right. say? He doesn't say that you have to sit around a campfire singing Jesus loves me and this little light of mine. Like, <laughs> it's true it's true it's he true. also doesn't say that you can't wear bright colors or lipstick or high heels like he does not say that mm-hmm. exactly and, yeah and when I moved to DC that was actually the first time where I saw women who were veiling with a cute dress and stilettos which I love like you can do what you there's no restrictions like you can do what you want you could do it both like you don't right. have to look like everyone else or you don't have to fit into this stereotype that you know I don't even know you there's like this stereotype where it's like only women who don't wear pants can veil or whatever it is you know yeah um, or just wearing pants as a catholic woman in general is a sin <laughs> I know well there is something years ago where this like Marian modesty cult mm-hmm. came after me did they come after you too they came after our modish page oh the first, yeah the first page yeah. we started together we're <laughs> still have, out there somewhere no we used to have this thing called the modish movement which was like modest plus stylish yeah it was modish and that was wow that was a long time ago like two years at least even more than that probably 2018 maybe yeah the year yeah. you got married well the year we yeah yep yeah the year we met so at that focus yeah 2018 2019 which 2019 feels like yesterday by the way yeah um 2022 sounds so so weird I know Ugh. but um oh yeah the modish page is like people came after us for like showing wrists and like kneecaps and like, like a one-piece swimsuit that was actually totally fine. <laughs> I know. And I was like, this is, you are the reason why people hate us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and like, show me where, show me where in scripture it says that. And some people say, oh, modesty is just like a, the, like a heart thing like it's not in your appearance as well and I disagree I think it's a little of both but if you're gonna say it's just in the heart then who are you to judge someone's heart it's the whole like 
picking out the speck in your or someone else's eye and not picking out the log in your own yeah <laughs> like, come uh-huh. on uh-huh you are yeah, yeah exactly like, you're shutting down the conversation you're making the stereotype live on you're doing all of these things and none of them are good holy beautiful <laughs> any of right it. <laughs> right and it's like situational too like I the whole wow I didn't think this this podcast episode would be about modesty here we are here we are um <laughs> This is how we roll. I know. This is how we roll. Oh. <laughs> <I just can't. laughs> um, if we would have prepared for an episode about modesty, this conversation would be more put together. But I think just people think there's such like a black and white view on modesty and different situations like to church. I would never show my kneecaps at church. I really right. wouldn't. Right. I just, I just don't, I think the longer looks better. Um, not just looks is better. And even like, personally, yeah. I wouldn't show my shoulders at church. Um, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. if you do, I just personally don't, I think just covering up more, especially for the Lord. Well, I also cover my head with a veil. So, <laughs> you know, but I just think that's better. Um, but like, that doesn't mean that because that I wear that to church doesn't mean if I'm going out on Friday night, I'm not going to show my kneecaps. Right. It's right. it's totally different. Right. Well, um, it's the whole thing you, you dress for the occasion. What you like, my dad would always tell us like, you wouldn't wear that to go meet the president. Why are you going to wear that to stand in front of Jesus at church and the Eucharist or like, yeah. When we talk, when they talk about lingerie, um, and people were like oh no that's that's scandalous it's blah blah it's like no you dress for the occasion I'm not gonna go walk out of the house and grocery store in lingerie but for my husband in the occasion of sex with him I'm going to put on lingerie you're dressing for the occasion that's Mm -hmm. like that's how this works totally and my tangent we're gonna talk about lingerie um well we're gonna talk about sex (laughs) which I'm sure (laughs) lingerie will be brought up August 14th with our patron Yes. Um, supporters. So I'm just throwing that in there because if you, but we'll go if you feel called <laughs> to support us and donate to us monthly, you can on our Patreon. And like Megan was saying, the second Sunday of every month, we have a private FaceTime and we talk about things that wouldn't be appropriate to talk about publicly on this podcast. So check it out. Mm-hmm. Next month is all about sex and we're super pumped. Yeah, very excited. Anyways, back to dressing for the occasion. And oh, what I was going to say, even a swimsuit, for instance, I'm looking on a like a vacation spot in Japan where you have like a private pool, your hotel, Airbnb. or no, it's like a resort, but your hotel room has each ho- hotel room has their own pool. What? Yeah. Even? yeah. What a swimsuit looks like in a private pool or what you're, if you're tanning in your backyard is going to look a lot different than a swimsuit if you're at a public beach, but yet there's mm-hmm. still swimsuits, you yep. know? Yeah. So yeah, I feel like we're, we're sounding really relative and really progressive on this modesty thing. I promise we aren't. It's just combating these really, really sharp, like black and white things that yeah. I think just uh, create negative stereotypes for all of us. But- well, and I just don't think going all the way back to our little Catholic sponsor, there's a reason why beauty brought people into a conversation about Catholicism. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why her jewelry got complimented 
multiple times throughout my weekend <laughs> and I was able to tell him about the little Catholic or there's a reason why a woman wearing a really beautiful dress put together at mass is like catches your eye like it catches your attention it's like oh what's like I wonder what she does for a living or how she raises her kids or you know yeah it catches your eye it makes you wonder right which draws you into the conversation and so, that's I mean, even if you go to the Vatican, Vatican Museum, all the art, it makes you wonder. It pulls you in. It makes you step yeah. closer to it. It makes you ask questions. It makes you, which is what you want people to do with our faith. Right. Like but I think if you start beauty, there, then yeah. Then it's the fine. whole thing, like truth, beauty, goodness, you know, like, mm -hmm. can you show, here's the thing. Can you show truth and goodness by silently walking past someone? No you need to show the, that, that is the beauty. the beauty. Yeah. Yep. You know, if you're just like at a store, at a grocery store, walking past someone in the pickle aisle. Yep. And <laughs> one and only pickle aisle, you know, pickle aisle. <laughs> and you're not even talking to them. Can you show them, you know, maybe goodness by smiling, but you can show them yeah. beauty. Right. Um, well, and it's, it's the thing too, like people get so confused and like, well, isn't that vain? Well, couldn't that lead to vanity? And it's like, well, then fine, go out homely. And too much, no, too much of anything can lead to, lead to vanity though. If you were to show true. up extremely looking sloppy, well, then that's sloth. So you could say the same true. thing on either end. True. This goes back to the whole extremes are never good. And never end. good. Never no. good. Even but, this whole like, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, but I will say people just for some reason, when it comes to makeup or fashion or jewelry, even per yeah. se, people instantly associate that with vanity. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't know why I think, I mean, I think I probably kind of did growing up like, Oh, you don't need me. You're beautiful the way you are. You, which is true. That is the truth. But <laughs> what you wear and how you present yourself matters in the pickle jar aisle specifically. It does. <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing that I keep hearing on social media, like can't wait to just move to the middle of nowhere and live on my homestead and get my cows mm. and whatever. And you know, that is extreme. extreme. When you move away from all civilization, that is how you go crazy with your views because no one's there to check you True. and be like, no, you're actually getting borderline schismatic at this point. You know, <laughs> no, seriously, this is how people get way off. And, and it's because they, they have no other influence around There's them. no accountability. There's no, no. yeah. No, and it does true. worry me that it's like such a thing right now, you know, yeah. it's like, that's well, because people want to get away from quote unquote problems and the, um, people want to get away from evil and they want to get away from like the, the destruction in the world and the evil and like all the ways it's seeping into culture and all these things. And so they're like, well, if I go live in the forest, I'll get away from it. And it's like, no, evil will always exist on this earth in our time until you end up in heaven, you will never be able to get away from it. So it's going to follow you in a totally different way. And it's going to eat your, your house up from the inside out. If you just leave community and you leave people. Yeah. I think, I think in a sense you become less aware of it because you think that you're moving somewhere where you're it's safe and you're fine now. Yes. You as become you, less you aware possibly, of evil. Yeah. As if you couldn't possibly have it come through your own self as a flawed sin or a flawed human who suffers from original sin. Like, you know, 
Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Wow, this cause <laughs> from modesty to homesteading to <laughs> I don't know. I think there's yeah a lot of talk about what you're saying, Meg. And we can joke all day how we just want to like live on a compound with all of uh, our yeah. you know yeah. friends. But even that, at least you're still in community. Right. Like we're called to live in community. Um right. and you know driving an hour to the nearest Catholic church to the nearest sacrament probably isn't the most ideal situation. Yeah. We're, we're supposed to be in this world and not of it. If we're out in the middle of a forest, we're not, we're not going to be, we're not going to be in fellowship with other people. Like we should be, we're not going to be starting these conversations with people. Like we should be and bringing them into the church because we're just out there on our own. You're not meeting people in a pickle aisle because there ain't no pickle aisle in the middle of the forest. So you're just screwed. <laughs> you know, you're talking to your cow and it's like, your cow doesn't have a soul. It's not going to heaven. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. So, Even the know. whole thing of well, so many saints lived out in the middle of nowhere and it's like, Hermits. well, then how do, how do all these people have so many stories about them? Because they well, actually <laughs> talk to people. How does anyone know about them then? That's so weird. Exactly. I'm like, how did anyone know about these miracles and all these saintly things they did? Because they yeah. actually were around human, other humans. Right. How wasn't still alive to write his story? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, and it's and and we can talk about this too because, like, Avery says it all the time. He's like, well, I just want to go live in the middle of nowhere where I can go. Step out. He says, "This is verbatim when he says so, so that I can step out on my porch, butt naked, shoot a buck, bring it in, and cook it for breakfast." And I'm like, "What? Hear that, Meg? You're having deer for breakfast. Deer, <laughs> straight up backstrap for breakfast. I'm good. I'm good. Um, and we joke about it and stuff, but I'm not. And, and at the end of the day, we aren't going to be, be able to live further than 20 minutes from people." Because you can't, you can't do that. And we're not going to do it until our kids are all grown and out, you know, because mm-hmm. you can't raise kids by yourself in the middle of a forest. You can, but it's, pro- it's not good for them. There's right. also a reason why there's a stereotype for homeschool kids. Like totally. there's some truth to every stereotype. <laughs> well, that's how a stere- I, I would say there's more truth than not truth to stereotypes. Yeah. To yeah. Cause that's why it catches people off guard when you say you're homeschooled and it's like, oh, you can carry a conversation. <laughs> that's right. so weird. totally you're catholic in a bar that's so weird um what i will say is like most of the time it's not homeschoolers that are weird it's their parents that are weird that's why the kid's weird it's not (laughs) that homeschooling's weird i've always experienced at least because i've been homeschooled my whole life until high school i always experienced the families that had the kids that were the hardest to like connect with or relate with or stay friends with were the families that had a very extreme view on Catholicism or a very extreme view on homeschooling. Mm-hmm. And they were the ones that tried to shut out things, like yep. everything, shut out everything from the world. Um, and I think there's something to be said, like I wasn't allowed to watch Harry Potter. I wasn't allowed to watch Wizards of Waverly Place. Like I get it. Like there's certain things. And now as a parent, I'm seeing things that my dad did. He didn't let us have our phones up in our room. He put him downstairs at night. I hated that rule, thought it was bonkers. Now I get it. but you also have to do things in moderation. We still went out to eat. We still went out to the movies. We still, I still got to listen to Justin Bieber music. Like, you know, you, you're in the world. You're not of it, but you are in the world. You're called to be in the world. So totally. Yeah. And, and like, I'm just a weird podcast. (laughs) 
<laughs> recalculating. Like, this is such a weird conversation. Putting a cow on the cover and some pickles. I know. I'm like, this is this is outrageous. <laughs> well, after all of that gibberish, um, should we do some voicemails? Oh my gosh, yeah, let's do voicemail. Sorry, the structure of this podcast really got away from us today. Just giving you things to think about, you guys know, right? But sometimes the best conversations happen randomly, you know? Here are some voicemails. Hey ladies, I'm going to keep this anonymous. I also know y'all hate it when people call in from cars. But this is the only time I had a chance because of the kids, so I'm sorry. Um, but I wanted to share, I guess it's kind of a heck no, but kind of a heck yes I learned from it. Um, in accordance with like the spiritual warfare demon podcast that just went out, I want to share my experience so that people learn from my mistakes. <laughs> um, he is so right about do not lay hands on people you do not have authority over. I was with some girlfriends and we wanted to pray over one of our girlfriends. And when you just don't know, you're like, oh, we'll lay hands and we'll pray. We'll light candles. It'll be cute. Um, and it was not cute the moment we got started. Um, it started off okay. And then very suddenly, this was the only time I've had a vivid experience with a demon <laughs> before. Um, as soon as we laid hands on her, the entire room in my home, like you could feel it like a curtain was dropped over all of us, a sense of fear, a sense of dread, like... I never felt anything like that in my life. It was terrifying. And girls, don't lay hands on people. We started praying. As soon as we realized what was going on, we started praying Hail Marys and St. Michael prayers. I saw this demon walk across the wall. Like, I've never encountered a physical manifestation before. It was terrifying. Um, but praying the Hail Marys and St. Michael prayers, until it left, like we, I could see it physically leave. It, came, it went off the wall, walked away. It was freaky. And then the curtain of fear and dread just lifted. Like we knew, we could feel when it had left. So all that to say, praying for your friends is great. Praying with your friends is great. Do not lay hands on people. I learned that the hard way, and I will never do that again. So just wanted to share why it's so important. You just, it's, it's so real. So. On a positive, I learned from it. So I hope you guys do too. Thanks and have a great day. Bye. Holy heck no. Heck no. That's a heck no. That's, That's a, a what no. in the dang heck and a heck no. All in one. That is terrifying. You know what it makes me remember though? Um, or what it reminds me of is before we went on our focus trip, before I went on my focus mission trip to Columbia, we met at some like house in DC where all the like missionary missioners mission missioners. missioners. We love a missioner. <laughs> missionary. Know. Missionary. Thank you. I was like, what am I saying? <laughs> a missionary of everyone met at this house before we flew to Columbia. And they were teaching us um like a couple things that they wanted us to take into the mission trip with us. And one of them was praying for people and like physically touching them. And I was so uncomfortable with it because I'm not a physical touch person. I didn't grow up doing that. It felt kind of, I hate to say this if you're Protestant, but it felt kind of Protestant to me. So it's like, this feels so weird. And now after Father Crow's like podcasts that we did with him and he was like, do not lay hands on people you do not have authority over. I was like, huh, 
it wasn't just because I'm not a physical touch person. Like there was something inside of me that was like, this is weird. This is wrong. A nervousness, you know? Yes. 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 It was I feel that. super nerve, nerve wracking. Yeah. I was very intimidated by it. Um, and I thought it was just me. I was like, Matt, get over yourself. But now I'm like, Oh, no, that's true. That's a real thing. That's something they also did. I went on a focus retreat too, to, or, uh, uh, mission trip at the same time Megan went to Colombia. Yeah. I went to Peru and they had like prayer teams or whatever yes. praying over people and it also made me feel really uncomfortable um but I was like maybe it's just because I'm not even I'm like scared to pray out loud that's one of yeah. my like yeah my things um Weird. that's yeah that. yeah it's just one of my insecurities yeah. um in religious life but yeah. It's so interesting. I don't know if maybe it's, I, I don't know what, what that's all about, or, I mean, it's yeah. allowed in the church, but yeah, I think more harm comes from it than good, but right. maybe I don't have enough experience, but I mean, this girl, I love how happy she was talking about it, but she I'm was like, so chipper. And there was I'm... a demon walking across the wall. And <laughs> I know I was like wow she's really gotten over it because right now I'm not sleeping at night so thanks (laughs) I mean literally a Hail Mary and the St. Michael prayer they're so powerful Mm -hmm. I used to my dad always told us growing up I don't know if I mentioned this in the podcast with Father Crow or not but my dad always told us that the doing the sign of the cross even just doing the sign of the cross scares demons and so anytime oh. at night I was scared, like it was too dark or I had to get up to pee. And I thought like wolves were waiting in the hallway or whatever your mm-hmm. wild imagination comes up with. I was doing like 50 side of the cross going to the bathroom in the middle of the night. And if you say, uh, if you actually, like, if you wake up with a scary dream in the middle of the night or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you say, how Mary say it out loud. Yep. Like verbal, mm-hmm. um, not just in your head super powerful. There's this prayer. It's the closing prayer of the auxilium Christianorum that I do every night. Um, it's like father Ripperger's, um, like prayer series, um, like every Tuesday or every day, this is the closing, closing prayer, but I'll say it cause it's just so awesome, but it's August queen of the heavens, heavenly sovereign of the angels, thou who from the beginning has received from God, the power and the mission to crush the head of Satan. We humbly beseech thee to send thy holy legions so that under thy command and through thy power, they may pursue the demons and combat them everywhere, suppress their boldness and drive them back into the abyss. O good and tender mother, thou will always be our love and hope. O divine mother, send thy holy angels to defend us and to drive far away from us, the cruel enemy, holy angels and archangels defend us, guard us. Amen. So good. So good. And as I, as you were reading that, it was like, send them into the abyss. Oh, holy, gentle, wonderful mother. And I was like, she's such a badass. I know. (laughs) What the heck? Literally. Yeah. Crush the demon. But also you are so pure and gentle and perfect. It's like, wow. Talk about not living in a box. (laughs) Yes. It's so good. The opening prayer of the, or the auxiliary Christian orum, it's Mm -hmm. most great. Virgin Mary, thou who has crushed the head of the serpent, protect us from the vengeance of the evil one. She's so just graceful, but powerful at the same time, mm-hmm. but like doesn't use her power to control people, you right. know? Um, right. Yeah. Anyways, love that. So cool. Also, um, 
my thing recently has been asking my guardian angel to remind me of things. No, I mean, it's, I, I love that you do that. Cause I feel like people don't talk about or talk to their guardian angel enough mm-hmm. or like acknowledge them. Yeah. Avery said he never did growing up. That was never really a thing that yeah. they talked about. Or did. I didn't either. Uh, that was something my parents or my dad always talked to us like we each have our own guardian angel and so I remember like naming it don't remember what I named it but I remember like naming it at one point and so while I'm doing the 50 sign of the cross to go down the hallway to go to the bathroom I'm also like talking to the guardian angel and like trying to bring him with me (laughs) (laughs) well there's that guardian angel prayer it's like angel Mm -hmm. of god my guardian dear to whom god's love commits me here ever this night be at my side to light and guard to rule and guide amen yep amen we do that every night um or we did that every night growing up. I need to start doing it with the girls, but I love that. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many good prayers that you don't have to be an expert at. Like if you have a hard time sitting there in contemplation prayer, mm-hmm. like just start mm-hmm. with actual prayers, you know, that's what I do. But even then I fall asleep. So it's, um, <laughs> a work in progress. Yeah. We're always a work in progress right now. We are. Okay. Um, this is good. Next, so uh, maybe. We oh, oh, one more, one more. Ooh, okay. Let's do it. Hey, ladies. I guess I have a heck no, but also like asking for advice. Um, there's this guy who's been pursuing me on and off for like two years, and I I even went out on a couple of dates with him, and uh, I told him that I wasn't interested in pursuing it any further, and. That was an in-person thing. It wasn't a text. I was very straightforward. Um, but now every time I see him, I always wake up to a text the next day from him asking, like, oh, how are you doing? Like, it's so great to see you. We should catch up. And I have responded in the past and just been, like, pretty neutral. Like, yeah, good to see you, too. I'm kind of busy right now, whatever. Um, but now it's kind of getting to a point where I'm like, I don't want you to keep texting me, but I also can't avoid this man because he's in my overall friend group. Um, and at this point, I just feel like he's disrespecting the boundaries that I clearly set. I, like, I don't want to date you um, and I can't be any more clear. So is it unkind to just not respond because I don't want to ghost him, but every time I respond, it feels like he get some hope again and I don't want him to have hope because I'm not going to go out with him anymore <laughs> um so uh yeah whatever you have to give me for advice that'd be awesome um but that's my my heck no I guess it's so anyway. interesting <laughs> he is respectfully disrespecting you <laughs> yeah yeah he is since he's cracking herself up right now. <laughs> because it's so weird. It's so weird. But honestly, I mean, yeah, if I was you, I just wouldn't respond and then just act normal in person because it is normal. Like there's this thing where there isn't, yes, it may be polite in most cases to respond to every text, but there isn't an obligation to respond because it's not like you approved a message coming through you know does that make sense yeah like how how can you be obligated to something that you didn't bring on right I agree you know so yeah I think we feel like we have to respond to everything when you really don't need to um and 
you don't like when he asks like how you're doing or whatever I mean like you don't care if he knows how you're doing so like Mm -hmm. why answer when you feel obligated to ask like oh and how are you like you don't care how he's doing so don't ask how he's wasting each other's time yeah it's true no you know like it sounds rude but like you actually don't care what he's up to yeah otherwise you would have asked him first what he was up to you would have reached out so yeah I think it's totally fine to not respond and then just act normal in person it's not like he's gonna bring it up oh why didn't you text me and honestly it might be great if he brings it up why didn't you answer and then you say interested (laughs) yeah exactly so I think no matter the scenario that comes out of you not answering it's the positive yeah I agree I have no further comments to make (laughs) all comments are concluded we have a lot of really, really sweet reviews lately. I know. I was reading them yesterday and I was like, oh my gosh. Aren't you always scared to read them? Yeah. Once I see a one star, I stop reading them. I have to be on, it has to be a good day <laughs> for me to read them. That <laughs> too. I have to be like good in all other avenues of my life. If I'm feeling like a terrible mom, no way in heck am I pulling up the reviews. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Not happening. <laughs> it's so funny. Like it's, we're not even fragile people, but like. I think I am. Now that I'm a mom, especially, I think I've gotten more fragile. Except when someone's trying to do something to my kids and I become more aggressive than I ever have in my life. Yeah. It's weird. It's a weird balance. It's so funny (laughs) because I'm not fragile, but then like just the other day I was crying about salmon because it reminded me of Patrick. Like I'm so (laughs) fragile. (laughs) You're you're crying over salmon. Meanwhile, there's people that are literally intimidated by you for some reason or other. (laughs) I know. I'm like, you don't understand. This salmon's been thawing out all day and I'm crying over it. (laughs) But please leave a rate and review. We will read them all. We we read them until we see a one star. (laughs) We really, we really, we need to sign off. We'll see you next week, guys. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> well, yep. Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. Make sure you call our hotline, subscribe, leave a rate and review, and might as well follow us on Instagram while you're at it. <laughs>